Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Bentside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Laura Grassi and today I'll be talking to you about the differences between various DNA polymerases for PCR. While most may think that standard TAC is the backbone of PCR, many other DNA polymerase options exist. The polymerase you use significantly impacts the efficacy of your PCR, specifically on the product yield, the purity of the product, and the faithfulness with which the starting product is transcribed. Sometimes these matter less, and quick and dirty PCR is all you need. But if they do matter, you have several other options. Before we go over the different types, let's discuss what you should look for when buying a polymerase. So what does a polymerase need to be useful? For starters, DNA polymerases need to be optimally active at temperatures exceeding 75 degrees centigrade. Next, they must not run out of steam halfway through your PCR run and should retain activity after prolonged incubation. It should also be thermostable at higher temperatures of around 95 degrees centigrade, otherwise, when you are denaturing your DNA, your enzyme will become useless. Lastly, look at its ability to proofread and check if it's the best option for your money, for the type of PCR you're doing and the quality of product you require. Once you go TAC, you never come back. Why is TAC so popular, you may ask? Well, for starters, it got there first. It also works well for simple conventional PCR. TAC polymerase was named after the thermophilic bacterium Thermus aquaticus, from which it was isolated in 1965 by Thomas D. Brock. Its ability to withstand temperatures of up to 97.5 degrees centigrade with an optimum activity range of between 75 and 80 degrees centigrade made it ideal for PCR, and thus it has become the standard polymerase used in PCR reactions. The downsides to TAC. Unfortunately, the activity of TAC peaks at 72 degrees, but it is active at lower temperatures, which can encourage the formation of primer dimers. Primers also tend to bind non-specifically at low temperatures, which can result in non-specific products in your PCR reaction, and standard TAC only encourages this sort of behaviour. For this reason, standard TAC is best used with trusted PCR protocols that don't call for reams of optimization. Standard TAC is also not particularly accurate, with reported error rates of between 1.1 by 10 to the minus 4 errors per base pair per duplication, and 8.9 times 10 to the minus 5 errors per base pair per duplication. So if you're looking for a high-fidelity product, look elsewhere. If you can't face letting your TAC go. TAC advocates will be pleased to know that a solution is available to the over-eagerness of TAC. Hot Start TAC, aka Fast Start TAC. Hot Start TAC DNA polymerase is a mixture of TAC DNA polymerase and an aptima-based inhibitor. This inhibitor is bound reversibly to the enzyme, inhibiting its polymerase activity at temperatures below 45 degrees C. Once this temperature has been reached, the inhibitor releases the enzyme. This means that Hot Start TAC has no activity at lower temperatures. A separate activation step to release the enzyme is not required, as this reaction is incorporated into the 30 to 40 cycles of PCR at the beginning. Many companies offer Hot Start TAC, including NEB, Kyogen, and Promega. Hot Start TAC option is extremely popular and can be used for most types of PCR, but if you have longer sequences, GC-rich sequences, or require extremely high fidelity, listen on. Enzyme combinations. While standard TAC isn't a good proofreader and will leave typos in your product, many companies are now selling TAC mixed with a thermostable proofreading polymerase. These mixtures are a great option for targets that are on the longer side, up to about 5 kilobases. If you've got a GC-rich target sequence or a highly repetitive target sequence, enzyme combinations like the GC-rich PCR system offered by Roche may also work well for you. 
This system uses a special solution optimized for amplifying GC-rich regions that again relies on an added proofreading polymerase. Another option for GC-rich sequences, or if you require the most faithful transcription possible, is a high-fidelity hot-start polymerase. These high-fidelity hot-start enzymes can be more expensive, so make sure you need them before you invest. PFU. One of the major polymerases people turn to when they need high fidelity is PFU. These polymerases are isolated from the Pyrococcus furiosus, an extremophilic species of archaea that thrive under extremely high temperatures. PFU is ideal for individually cloning products for sequencing, mutagenesis or expression experiments. Unlike TAC, PFU polymerase possesses 3' to 5' exonuclease proofreading activity meaning that it works its way along the DNA from the 5' end to the 3' end and corrects nucleotide misincorporation errors. This means that PFU DNA polymerase-generated PCR fragments will have fewer errors than TAC-generated fragments. With a published error rate of around 1.3 times 10 to the minus 6 errors per base pair per duplication. The downside of PFU is the speed, which is slower than TAC. Combining PFU and TAC, however, gives you the best option as you get TAC speed with PFU's fidelity. Overcoming DUTP poisoning with PFU. PFU also suffers from DUTP poisoning, which is remedied with a variant called PFU Turbo, which is a mixture of PFU and our K-Max factor combination. DUTP poisoning is caused by the accumulation of DUTP by DCTP deamination and results in decreased proofreading. Archaeomax is a DUTPase that converts poisonous DUTP to a harmless DUMP, or DUMP, a rather wonderful name. Engineered enzymes. To further increase fidelity and improve elongation speeds, newer forms of polymerases have been created. Many of these designer enzymes are based upon or are modified forms of PFU DNA polymerase. The modifications have allowed the speed of the enzyme to be increased as well as the proofreading ability. If you require fast, very high fidelity enzymes, these are what you should be searching for. An example includes NEB's fusion polymerase. Dealing with long PCR products. If you have a ridiculously long sequence of up to about 25 kilobases, don't fret. There are long-range concoctions available that again use a proofreading enzyme, but also special buffers. You could also try using a Stoffel fragment made from a truncated TAC gene that codes for a protein lacking 5' to 3' exonuclease activity, allowing it to amplify longer targets than the native enzyme. RNA amplification by PCR. TTH polymerase has reverse transcriptase activity when mixed with manganese ions and can thus be used to amplify RNA to cDNA. This polymerase is thermostable at high temperatures of 95 degrees up to about 20 minutes, making it very useful for reverse RNA transcription where secondary structure can be a problem. However, it also lacks 3' to 5' exonuclease activity, meaning it doesn't have the capacity to proofread in this direction and is best combined with a proofreading enzyme. Creating blunt ends. The DNA polymerase from Thermococcus littoralis is another extremely thermostable high-fidelity option that can be used to create a product composed of about 95% blunt ends. Deep vent DNA polymerase from NEB can be used if you need thermostability of temperatures over 95 degrees C or if the enzyme needs to be thermostable for an extended boiling period. It can also be used to create blunt ends. Deep vent is used in combination with TAC to create long sequence options. 
This offers an improved fidelity rate to just tack alone of about twofold, and as it has the proofreading 3' prime to 5' prime exonuclease ability that TAC lacks. Short target sequence. PWO from Pyrococcus woesii is a lesser known option and works well for sequences under 3 kilobases. PWO breaks when reaching erroneous uracils in DNA from the chain extension, and through this read-ahead function, fewer defective DNA clones are synthesized. So that's it for DNA polymerases. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bedside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.